Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 12th of February. Coming up, we'll be telling you why a seven-metre replica of the moon has appeared at Rochester Cathedral. It's absolutely enormous. It fills the space between our, our, our 12th century columns in the nave. It looks absolutely glorious. Hear about the Kentborn cheetahs that have been released into the wild. It feels historic. You know, I, I feel very proud that the Aspen Foundation is involved in the first cheetah ever to come back to the continent of Africa. And in football, the Gillingham managers praised fans after last night's dramatic win. Well, I kissed every one of them, I would have kissed them. I'm not, I'm not so sure some of the lads would have been pleased with that. In fact, I'm not so sure some of the ladies either would be pleased. Kent Online News. They've previously installed a crazy golf course, hosted a sculpture made of a thousand knives. Now a giant replica of the moon has moved into Rochester Cathedral. Just like the other attractions, the seven metre wide globe is designed to attract more people to visit the building. Simon Lace from the cathedral has been talking to us about the Museum of the Moon. It it is spectacular. It's absolutely enormous. Um, It it fills the space between our, our, our 12th century columns in the nave. Um, it looks absolutely glorious um, and of course as, as the day wears on and it gets darker outside um, the moon is illuminated and it begins to glow so in the evening when the lights are dimmed here it's absolutely stunning. The moon is, is, is lit internally and there's a fan internally um, it, it's basically a giant hot air balloon so the fan sort of keeps it, um, keeps it inflated uh, and cools the lighting inside but the whole thing it uses is NASA technology so NASA obviously um, have digital images of the whole surface of the moon so the whole surface is recreated on this giant sphere inside the cathedral uh, from really incredibly high definition and when you walk into the cathedral at the west end you get to see the side that we see so you can see where the Apollo landings were um, but if you go around to the other side the east end of the cathedral and look back at it you get to see the dark side of the moon it's part of a program of, of non-liturgical events that, that we've been putting on here for the last 18 months or so. Um, you may remember that last summer we had the adventure golf in the nave um, during the school holidays. We followed that with a sculpture called the Knife Angel, um, which is made of 100,000 knives and is a testament to um, the, the, you know, the, the, the mayhem created by knife crime. Um, we've got the moon here now and we're following up with more summer events. So they're designed to attract um, new people, new audiences to the cathedral and raise awareness. Obviously our mission is to bring people to Christ and it's easier for us to do that if people actually come into our building. It will be there for the next three weeks with events also taking place to coincide with half term. Some other top stories today, a team from Essex Police is meeting the families of the 39 victims found dead in the back of a lorry near the Dartford Crossing. Officers are among the group who will also be working closely with several authorities, including from the British Embassy, as part of the investigation. A 43-year-old man's been charged with 49 counts of manslaughter, while another man's being questioned on suspicion of the same offence. A man who carried out a revenge knife attack following an argument in an Ashford nightclub has been locked up. A court heard Salesh Darji slashed a man's arm shortly after being involved in a row at Junction 22 on the High Street in May 2018. The 20-year-old from Dover Road has been sent to a young offenders institution for 30 months after a judge rejected his claim of self-defence. A cat's died after being shot in the chest with an air rifle near Dartford. Vets were unable to save 10-year-old Chaucer, who was injured near his home in Sutton at Hone. His owners are calling for more controls on the sale and use of air guns. Kent Online reports. 
two Kent-born cheetahs have been released into the wild in South Africa. Saba and Nairo are currently in a specialist centre. While they get used to the heat, they'll eventually be moved to a reserve and taught how to hunt. It's part of the Aspinall Foundation's Back to the Wild programme, where animals raised in their parks here are sent back to their natural habitat. Chairman Damien Aspinall says they're settling in well. We finally got uh, Saba landed in South Africa. They've come here to a shear and uh, we've just release them in their holding area, uh, give them some food, they seem relaxed, they seem um, reasonably calm and uh, so day one we're very very happy they've got here in one piece and very very happy that they're eating and they're in their holding enclosure. It's, um, it feels historic, you know, I, I feel very proud that the Aspen Foundation is involved in the first cheetah ever to come back to the continent of Africa and the first time a zoo cheetah has ever been attempted to be rewilded. So uh, I feel very proud. Um, I was a little nervous, uh, but I'm glad they're here now. Well, they'll stay here to climatize for probably a month, maybe two months. After that, they will go to the reserve Mount Canterbury, where they will go into a uh, hunting uh, enclosure where they'll learn to hunt, which I, I think they'll hunt pretty quickly. And once we're satisfied they can do that, they will go out into the reserve full time. The Aspinall Foundation is Kent Online's Charity of the Year. Around 2,000 people are expected to gather in Seven Oaks later this week for the funeral of twin brothers who appeared on the TV show My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Billy and Joe Smith were found dead in Woodland three days after Christmas. They'll be laid to rest on Friday. A letter has been sent to residents to warn them of possible traffic during the procession. Human remains have been discovered at a building site in Kent. Two skeletons dating back to the Bronze and Iron Age were found by archaeologists at the Aylsham Garden Village Development near Canterbury. Roman pottery and glass has previously been unearthed there. A derelict pub in Medway could soon be restored to its former glory after selling at auction. The new owner bid £115,000 for the old Lord Duncan in Chatham, which closed in the 1960s. It's not known yet what the building will be used for. Kent Online Sport. Football land of very dedicated 125 Gillingham fans will be pleased they made the 560-mile round trip to Blackpool last night. After going 1-0 down, the Jills eventually won 3-2 thanks to a last-minute goal from Brandon Hanlon. Boss Steve Evans says the supporters were incredible. I'd have kissed every one of them, I would have kissed them. I'm not so sure some of the lads would have been pleased with that. In fact, I'm not so sure some of the ladies either would be pleased. Um, incredible, I come out and I, and I just looked over and I said, what? 100 and year 730, I thought 150 people. I've come all the way up from Kent on a bitterly cold night through adverse conditions in terms of wind, rain, don't know what they're getting. But they've, you know, they were on the floor, weren't they, 90 plus two minutes or whatever it is, and they're jumping for joy in 94. I think there's maybe two or three went, went off to their cars at 2 2. I think I'm running back in, so that was nice to see. Um, yeah, we can only ever be grateful and thankful that that people, you know, see us as worthy of travelling that distance. But it's their club, it's not Paul Scarlett's club, it's not anyone else's club. The Gillingham Football Club is run by the supporters. Delighted with the second half, I said, I thought, I thought first half we were, we looked a little bit lethargic. We looked as if we hadn't probably walked hard enough on a system of playing. We, we, we couldn't walk hard enough because we had to come on a coach early on Monday and make the long trip up here. So um, nothing changes what I said about the Football League. Thank you for giving us such a long journey. But I think, we, we had strong words at half-time, but in a positive way, not in a negative way. We changed it up, we freshened it up, we changed the system. I thought we were much better in the second half. I thought we controlled it and deserved to win. I think, you know, it would have been a travesty if it, if it had finished 2-2. There's no one deserves 
the credit for this other than the dressing room, other than the players. They've been absolutely incredible. You know, we're here tonight, we have one or two players absolutely fatigued from the weekend. We're here with one or two that are set off in good frames of mind, but get to the team hotel and then we're going to have to put them away, like Ollie Lee, who was sick all last night and sick this morning, but he took his place on the bench. And, you know, so we'll, we'll get back to Kent, you know, they'll rest up tomorrow and then we'll have a, a rallying call and see what we've got on Thursday. But, you know, whoever we play in this shot, it just seems to be they want to give everything for the cause. And Gillingham Football Club trying to get near these playoffs is a cause. Well, I've not run down a touchline for a while. Um, you go from really the depths of why they've equalised, how they've equalised. People say it's offside, you never know because you're not in line with it. You're asking the fourth, he don't, he don't have a clue because we don't have a clue. Um, but to have that reaction, to have three or four passes, to have a shot at goal that's blocked for a corner, the corner delivery from a corner is absolutely, it's Premier League class really. I know he's on loan from the Premier League. It's a Premier League corner and a Premier League header. Since we drew at bottom, we were really down after bottom and we, we didn't hide that. I think I said it in the media, we were down because we dominated the game. We, we played around their box for the best part of 90 minutes and didn't win the game. And I didn't hide it when I came out, we had to go to Blackpool and win. And I, and I said in the team meeting, we, we're going to have to go and deliver a big performance. I think we delivered a big performance in the second half. If we play often like we played in the first half, then we'll never win a point for 9-3. The result means Gillingham are now 11th in the League One table, seven points off the top six. You can read our full match report at kentonline.co.uk. Elsewhere, it was a good result for Charlton as they beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 away from home last night. Lebo side are currently 19th in the championship table, six points off the bottom three. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.